Thanks for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. Our hope is that it helps you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. All right. Thanks, Micah. All right, guys. Week three of our series, Renovation of the Heart. Pop quiz. Does anybody... Thank you so much. Does anybody remember what we talked about the first week? It's been a minute. A pure heart. Good. Uh, anybody? I don't even want to ask. Anybody remember what we talked about last week? An undivided heart. Perfect. Tonight, we're talking about guard your heart. I'll remind you of the quote I read to you guys last week from the book that we got this title from. Uh, Dallas Willard writes that accordingly, the greatest need that you and I have and all of collective humanity has is renovation of our heart. That's what we need because our heart has been formed in a world away from God and now it needs to be transformed. So we're talking about guard your heart. But what's it mean to guard? Well, the word guard literally means to like lock up. If you think of a jail, uh, someone who's in jail and you have someone outside making sure they stay there. Or if you think about it in the military, it is a troop that stands outside of the command or the fort to keep watch. So guard your heart. By a show of hands, how many of you guys have social media? This could be Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Okay. Uh, keep your hand raised if you post your Instagram passwords and any of your passwords online because you like when people get in and mess with your stuff. None of you? Okay. Uh, by a show of hands, how many of you guys have a job? Therefore, you maybe have a bank account or a savings account that you put money in. Okay, good. Look at you guys working. Uh, keep your hands up if you just willy-nilly give out your bank account information. Account number, routing number. No. Interesting. Okay, uh, by a show of hands, how many of you guys drove here tonight? I just spit. Good thing you guys are far. Okay. Uh, keep your hand up if you locked your car. Okay, those of you who put your hands down, I should have watched. I could have got in. Okay, Proverbs 4.23, Micah did a great job reading it. But it says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And above all else is really interesting, right? Because it's not just guard your heart, but above all else. All of us at least most of us in this room, had something that we raised our hands for that we protected or guarded, right? We didn't just give out our things and say, have fun with my social media, post whatever you want to post, or have fun with my bank account, take as much as you want or add as much as you want. We didn't keep our cars unlocked. Many of you who own homes probably have locked your house when you left or maybe set a security alarm. There are things that we guard and protect But Proverbs 4.23, written to a father, from a father to his son, King Solomon, says, above all else, above everything else that you guard and keep watch over, guard your heart. The chapter, the fourth chapter of Proverbs that King Solomon is writing, the main reason he's writing is because he wants to encourage his son to stay on the path of wisdom. And so he starts by saying, guard your heart. Last week, we talked about the heart doesn't just hold all of the emotions or the feelings, right? 
It's also that in which decisions come from, as Dallas Willard would say, outlook, choices, actions. And Solomon's wisdom for his son is guard your heart. Keep watch over it. But why guard something? The simple answer is probably because somebody wants it, right? My grandma used to live in this house that wasn't super nice, and she jokes about it a lot. Joey actually met my grandma today. Same grandma, Joey. Uh, She joked about this house. It was kind of, it was just really old, and it ended up like too much needed to be done. So they ended up selling it and moving, but she always joked, and she was like, I don't even need a security system for this house. Like, (laughs) from the outside, no one would want to break in, right? It doesn't look desirable. There's also a huge dog in the backyard, but beside that, like no one wants anything in it probably from the outlook. Because what usually gets attacked or taken is something of value, right? If you think about an army going into a city, they want control over that. So we guard our hearts because I think that they're under attack. There are things that want our attention and our devotion for our heart, and there's someone that I think wants the attention and the affection to not be towards God, but towards literally anything else that will distract from it. This is what Peter says about um, our enemy. He says that he is out like a lion prowling around. Anybody like Discovery Channel or like Animal Planet and watching the safari and the elephants that look so nice? Have you seen a lion like get ready to attack its prey? It's down and it's in the grass that kind of matches its skin and it just sits there and wait until it's ready, right, to attack and to devour. That's what Peter says the enemy, the devil, is like. He waits for the perfect moment to trick us. And if you come here on a Sunday morning, maybe you've heard Mark Christian. I like how he talks about it. The enemy doesn't ever, like, give us things that are totally opposite of what we believe, right? It's not like a 180 shift because we would notice that, right? We'd be like, something's going on here. But it's like increments of one degree that he leads us off of. And then eventually, we're like, how did I end up here? And I think the enemy wants what is in our heart to not be set on God, right? But on literally anything else. So here's what we're gonna do tonight. Really easy. We're gonna look at three things to guard our hearts from that I see Solomon writing in Proverbs 4. And then we're gonna look at three things to guard our hearts with. Because if we just leave something behind, and don't fill with something good, it's still easy to get off track, all right? So the first thing that we guard our hearts from is what we hear. Proverbs 4, chapter, or verse 24. Why is this out of order? There we go. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. You're like, that's all about talking, not really what we hear. But I've sat with some of you, and I in turn have been sat with when I was in high school with my D group leaders. And one of the things that I think sometimes we talk about a lot, but we don't really talk about it 
maybe as much as we should or in a healthy way, is what we hear. And in the hallways of schools or in friend groups, we hear gossip, right? Shake your head if you've ever heard somebody talking smack or something about somebody else. Have you ever heard gossip in your life? And I think sometimes we're quick to say, well, I, I don't gossip about other people. You know, I hear it in the halls and I hear it at the lunch tables, but I don't do it, so it doesn't really affect me. But I, I was thinking even today as I was like, I was trying to teach Willie how to say, wow, so we'll see if it picks up. But I was thinking about how language works is we usually begin saying what we hear, right? Like we weren't born already knowing words, we were taught words, and most people don't walk around creating new words, right? Like Nikki doesn't walk around just making up words and everyone's like, you're a genius, Nikki. They're like, that's weird, Nikki, what are you even saying? I can't understand you. We usually use language that we hear. And so I think there's wisdom to guard our hearts against what we hear. Because if we're continuously hearing things, even things that may seem funny in the moment, that are slang or pithy statements like YOLO, if you watch, maybe some of your choices or your actions or even your own language will start to take form of that in which you're hearing. So we guard our hearts against what we hear because what's in our heart usually tends to slip out of our mouth. Actually, that's what Jesus would say. Out of the good stored up in a man's heart, good things come out. Out of evil stored up in a man's heart, evil things come out because the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So we guard our hearts against what we hear. Then, verse 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. We guard our hearts against what we see. And this might be the one that maybe you have a problem with the most, if you're like me when I was in high school. Because I had a lot of friends, I had zero boundaries on what I watched. And if you're thinking, that sounds awesome, no. Boundaries are good, your parents give them to you because they love you and they want the best for you, okay? Hear that. My parents were like, whatever, do whatever. But I had friends whose parents really cared about what they saw. And so I had friends that couldn't watch the same movies as I did or couldn't watch the same TV shows or couldn't play the same games like my brother did and I sat and watched and like tried to play. But we see things all the time. We live in a digital age that literally you go to school and most of you probably have a Chromebook or some sort of laptop that you do your homework on and you turn in assignments on or you research on or you check your grades and your email on and then you probably, if you, you do your extracurricular, whatever that may be, and then you come home and what? You're on your phone, most of us have phones, and we're looking at what people posted on their stories that day, who, who did the funniest meme on Facebook, or what is the newest DIY decor on Pinterest, and we're constantly looking at things. And we think, it probably doesn't affect me that much about what I look at, but it does, right? Just in the way that 
what we hear starts to be what we surround ourselves with. The things that we look at also matter. And this is something really new for me, um, particularly of like deciding on what is good for me to watch, what is good for me to fix my gaze upon when I'm on Netflix or I'm on Hulu or on my phone. And here are three things that um, me and some of my friends found from, I can't even remember the source, but it was a Someone is smarter than me. But these are the three things that this person asked every time they went to sit down to watch TV or to watch a movie. And I think these are wise things if we're guarding our heart on what, on what we see. The first one is, can I watch this without it inciting me to sin? So if my particular sin that I'm dealing with is lust, am I watching things on TV or on my phone, YouTube videos or whatever, that are like showing people in promiscuous outfits and I'm having issues there to guard what I'm seeing. Or if I have a particularly um, bent towards going to websites that I shouldn't go to or watching porn, am I looking at things that are inciting me and kind of on the tip of my tongue, like leading me to that? Is, is this gonna incite me to sin? This is guarding your heart with wisdom. The second thing they ask is, who am I becoming by watching this? And at first I was like, I don't know, does really the things I look at and watch have the power to like change who I am? And then I started thinking about my favorite trash TV that my friends are like, you gotta stop watching it. So I'm confessing to you that I, I like watching Keeping Up With The Kardashians, and it is trash, I understand, and I don't know. And then, I've been watching this for a long time, and I've perfected, not really, the Kourtney Kardashian accent, but I started watching like how I interacted with my closest friends, and I was getting kind of catty, and I for sure definitely wanted to go buy a lot of clothes, because I was like, they look so good in sweatpants, so I need to go buy sweatpants, and then I never warm. And that's like a silly thing, like you guys are probably making fun of me if you're not out loud, saying keeping up the Kardashians and Peyton's turning into a Kardashian. But it's true, the things that we watch lend to who we become. And so is what I'm watching, who is it making me become? And then the third one is, does this move me toward God or away from God? Which is a really good question to ask. And I was like, why had I never thought of it? But is what I'm watching helping me know something more about God. And that can literally be anything. I watched on Netflix recently, The Mind Explained, and I was like, what in the world? But it allowed me to process with some of my friends. I was like, man, the mind is so complex and crazy, and it's crazy like how God decided that the hippocampus is gonna grab all of these other parts of my brain and help me with memory and what I remember and how much is accurate and all of this kind of stuff. Is it drawing me towards God or pushing me away? Because if you start watching things, and I've seen it true in my family even, that are constantly against what you believe or against the lifestyle that you're walking in, and it starts to change people slowly, right? Because somewhere in there in your heart, those things are changing. You're like, yeah, maybe that is the lifestyle in which I should live, and maybe Marriage isn't what I need to do in order to live with the person that I love. 
And it's really tricky how the enemy can use the things that we look at to mess our hearts up. So we guard our hearts against the things that we see. 26 and 27 of of Proverbs 4. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left and keep your foot from evil. We guard our heart with where we go. I'm gonna be honest, in high school, I was the friend that, like, parties weren't really something that people got invited to, I feel like. It was just like everyone somehow knew and there was like code language for where it was happening that weekend. And so just like anyone could go. And I, in high school, I was like, parties are stupid, blah, blah, blah. But I had this weird like motherly nature and so I was like, my friends are going to parties and I love them so much. And so sometimes I would go. And I was like, listen, I'm not gonna like do anything that other people are doing that are bad and I'm not gonna drink because I know it's wrong, like it's illegal. Because I was like, I'm gonna be the good friend, I'm gonna be the mom, and make sure everyone gets home. But I need to let you know that if that's you in the room, don't go to the party, even if you think it's for good reasons. Because you know where I found myself? I wasn't at the parties, like doing what everyone else was doing. I was like sitting in my car waiting for my friends, like come on, let's go. And they're like, why are you here? And I'm like, because I wanna take you home. But I found myself having a relationship with alcohol in high school that was still wrong. Me and my, two of my closest friends, after school, we'd go to my friend's house, and we'd be like, we're sophisticated, we can drink and not be crazy. And all of a sudden, me going to be the hero and save my friends at parties had changed how I decided to live my life. And for some reason, I was like, because it's in this scenario, I'm better than everyone. And that shows you my sins in high school, my pride. Sometimes we need, or most of the time, all the time, we need to guard our hearts with where we go because we get into these environments and it's really easy for the things that we're like, these are good things in my heart, that I, I have affection for God and devotion for God. But the enemy who wants to destroy us wholly and get us as far away from God as possible, he's gonna be like, yeah, you're right, it's not that bad. Why don't you do it with your friends or hang out somewhere else with your friends? So we guard our heart from things, I told you. But if we're just guarding our hearts from those things, we can end up being really self-righteous like I was or really legalistic. Like I don't watch this, I don't say that, I don't go there, I don't hang out with those kinds of people. And that's not how we're supposed to be either. So the things in which we fill our hearts with, those are the things that are gonna develop character and allow us to follow Jesus and to say Jesus is Lord over my whole life and then once our hearts are stored with the good things of God, then maybe we can talk about how we talk to our friends in those other spaces. So the things we guard our hearts with. First, God's presence. Scripture all over, literally all over, talks about how joy, complete joy, is found in the presence of God. And how every satisfaction and every desire is satisfied in his presence. 
And so spending time in meditation, which is a weird word probably, you think, hmm, but spending time thinking about the things of God, thinking about his character, praying, being still, getting off of our phones and our attention set on God, these in his presence is satisfaction more than anything we would watch, we would look at, or where we would go and hang out with people. And I think it's good also to guard our hearts with God's word. When you begin meditating and studying scripture, it's hidden in your heart. And so when things that, you, that come to you or opportunities or things that you see pop up and you're like, is this wrong or right? If you have the word hidden in your heart, you'll know. You'll understand and you'll have wisdom to look at things and be like, this is either a good thing or a bad thing for me. And meditating on scripture, we understand and see the character of God. And it's good to guard our hearts with the word of God so that the things of the world don't get in and try to start stealing attention and affection from the one in which we say we love. And we guard our hearts in a good thing and in a good way with God's people. And that looks like a ton of different ways. It looks like coming here and being with your small group and sitting around people that you get to see at school or maybe that you don't get to see at school and talking and having conversation. Because in Christian community with God's people, you have people that are challenging you, right? You have people that are holding you accountable to the things that you say. You have people that are encouraging you. You have people that are rejoicing with you. You have people that are crying with you. If you think about a military guarding a city, have you ever heard of a military of one person? No. The enemy is going to take over that one person really easily, right? But when you start to have people that stand next to you, you're stronger together. And God creates community for people because it's a good thing. Paul, when he writes to the church in Ephesus, he talks about the armor of God, right? He talks about the helmet, the shoes, the belt, the shield, the sword, and he also talks about the breastplate. And quite literally, in an outfit, a medieval outfit, the breastplate covers the heart, right? It protects the heart. So arrows and knives don't get shoved in there from the enemy. But it's really interesting, the breastplate that he talks about is not just a breastplate, but it's the breastplate of righteousness, which is kind of a big word, but it is like being justified or being right. And so you wonder, how do I get a breastplate of righteousness? Can I go on eBay or Craigslist and like find one of those? But we're given righteousness through Jesus. Second Corinthians talks about that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. He's talking about Jesus. And that because of Jesus, we then get to be righteous. Christ gives us his righteousness by, t by taking on our sin, dealing with death, defeating the enemy on the cross and through the grave so that we can be righteous in front of God. And so as people that get to live in freedom and in righteousness, we get to guard our hearts with the things of God. <coughs> and then when the good things of God's presence, his word, and his people are what we are 
devoted to so that we can fix our eyes on Jesus, then that's when we can be the messengers of good news to other people because our heart is guarded. And so then we can go into these places and tell other people about the one who has given us the righteous breastplate to guard our hearts and to follow him. It's wise words from a dad to a son. I'm not your mom, but I'm going to recite them. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. I'm going to pray for us. Jesus, thank you for being good. Thank you for being obedient. Thank you for teaching us what it looks like to walk with you. Thank you for giving us grace and giving us mercy, Father. I pray that you would help us guard our hearts so that we would look like Jesus, so that when we are sent to our friends and our family and our coworkers who don't know Jesus, we would be able to proclaim the hope and the freedom and the love that he offers. We love you so much, Jesus. Thanks again for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. We hope that this teaching is helping you discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. If you're interested in learning more about Christ Church, visit us online at cco.church.